0: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called a Recovery and a Restoration. We're blessed to have a God who makes and keeps His promises. Promises that the Bible teaches us are already yea and amen in Him. In Joel chapter 2, God made an awesome, I mean an absolutely awesome and wonderful promise to me and you. God tells us in His Word that He'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and devoured from me and you including the years that he's devoured for me and you. Now, that's an awesome promise. A promise that God has already said yea and amen to. The only question is, will we say yea and amen to God doing what he promised and stated his willingness to do in our lives? Well, let's learn some more today about what the Bible has to say about the wonderful promise of recovery and restoration that God wants to bring our way. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready and I here it comes. First Samuel chapter eight, verse five. It says, and David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And David and Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now, you stop and think about that. I'm going to read it again. And David went out whithersoever Saul went sent him. First of all, that Saul, the king, had enough confidence in David to be able to send him, to represent him wherever he went. Send him to be not just a person who would go out for him, but a person that would go out and represent him and operate in his stead. And be the head. See, God wants to raise up some folk. Praise God up and help and help and help to be the head. Shetere And David went out with us whoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. There he go again, behaving himself wisely. Where he went circumspectly, intelligently, and Saul set him over the men of war. Set him over the men of war. Now once again. Think about what what's being said here. David, if I could phrase it this way, was Johnny come lately. David showed up after everybody else. All these other men of war had already been with him. Went back to Babcock with him. I'm using that as an example, you know, for, for clarity. You know, they go, went back with him. But David said, go give me that little young pup right there bring him in, And everybody else be like, okay, I see that little young fellow. Okay. And then they said, David said, I'm going to make him the head over everything. I'm going to make him head over all my warriors. Now, come on now. I, I know you know how to be humble, but come on now. I know you know all the right answers on this one, but but but, but for real, come on now. That's when folks like, hold up. It's one thing to include them. It's a whole nother thing to be able to exalt them to be head over us, me, moi. Usually attitudes rise. Usually get funky, funky attitudes usually rise around something like that. But let me show you how excellently Homer operated. Verse five, David went out with us, however, Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. Well, how wisely? Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Not only did the people say, I know that's right, that was a good move, but the same servants he was put over turned around and said that was, that was the right move. Now, once again, y'all might not know that. Because you ain't never been put overhead or nothing. Or you might not know that. Or you might not know that because you ain't never been brought in to be put overhead or something. Where, now, there's one thing to raise up amongst the ranks. But when homies step in, same little boy that his brothers, was man, if you don't take your little, 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 little nail self home. Come on up in here, bringing me a pizza. So bringing me some cheese or pizza bread and stuff like that. And then you're going to all of a sudden go up there with your little bit little self and go and talk smack to the king. And all of a sudden, now before you know, it, he got a head in life. He done cut off something, Goliath's head and stuff like that. And it proved it wasn't a one-hit wonder because every way he sent him, he he would still do what he would do. Every way he would send him, he would handle it, the business that was given to him. Everything thing he would put his hands to do would prosper because he had submitted himself under God and submitted himself under authority like God wanted him to do. Because when God can find a person that submitted himself under the, under the head, under him as head, and then submit himself under the head of the establishment, praise God. Oh, he can get some stuff done then, praise God. And he started prospering that little boy everywhere he put his hands to and stuff like that. Until eventually, even the people that he was put over, not only all the other people that watched his things happen through him, but also the people that he was put over even had to say, it's a good choice. Ain't no joke. He legit. That's what God's about to say, about to do for you. Cause people to be able to say that across the board. You legit. You're the right one. So even though they might want to get attitudinal, can't even, face, can't even fake attitude because results speak in themself. Are you listening to me up in here? See, the world is looking for people with a good name. That's a valuable thing to have. In fact, the church is looking for people with a good name. That's a valuable thing to find. In fact, the sad part about it, according to the definition It's rare. It's rare. Can I teach you something? Man, I've been in church for a little while now. The church usually has to work with what it gets. The church usually has to work with what it gets. It has to work with the personnel that it gets and just believe God. It has to work with the amount of money that they get and just believe God. They have to work with what they get. And usually what they get is not the best. Amen. Amen. Even when people give things to the church, usually they bring something that's broke, something that's they tired of using, something that's out of date, out of style, ain't top of the line on no kind of a way, and, and then they give it to the church. And then the same, none of y'all, Amen. but the same kind of people show up too scandalous folk. Look at David's army. Let's just go there. David's army was broke, busted, disgusted. They were sick. They was dying quick. They was hard-headed. They was crazy. Hanging out in a cave. That ought to tell you everything you ought to know by itself. <laughs> but God said, It's your army. And David was so excellent in what he did. That before it was all over, they became David's mighty men, his awesome army, and turned them into a powerful people because it was because of his excellence that he operated in. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Well, his name and his ways of doing things was transferred over to other people, and they ended up doing things the same way, too. Until before you know it, they, had, they got a name that's in the midst of the Bible that ain't no joke about what they could pull off and do. Church is looking for the same thing, too. You see, a good name is more to be valuable than you think. Turn to Acts chapter 6, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Hallelujah. Churches got to work with what it get, But wouldn't it be something if they got top notch? Of anything. Wouldn't it be something? Acts chapter 6. See, promotion comes to people with a good name. Promotion comes to people with a good name. That's what it comes to. It comes to people with a good name. Yeah, it does. I'll show it to you. We're in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Here we're going to see here where promotion came to a few people. But let's look at the characteristics of the people. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, it says, And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians amongst, against the Hebrews. Because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration, or at least so it seems. That's what they were complaining about. Then the twelve, who who, who were the twelve apostles, he said, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not good that we should leave the word of God in the served tables. Pause button. Not that they had a problem with serving tables because they were the ones that were serving the tables before. They was the ones that started off serving the tables. Those are the ones that set up the stable serving ministry. they the ones that did the whole thing and loved it too because they got a chance to be with the people, love the people, and be able to spend time with them too. But the problem was is that they became so many folk that now they're spending more time serving people natural food than it is preparing the spiritual meal that they was also supposed to be able to put there too. And I don't know about you, If I got an option between getting a cheeseburger from the apostle and getting a word of God from the apostle, I opt for the word of God. Praise God. But the problem was that the apostles didn't have nobody serving with them that they could be able to do that. They didn't have enough people serving with them that they could do that. I've been there, done that, and and, and hope I never go back. But yet I'm prepared to, too. Praise God. Whereas there's not enough people around to be able to do what needs to be done. So it has to all be done by the few. Praise God. Ain't nothing new. Praise God. It, it happens. Praise God. Not that nobody has a problem with it. We love the, 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 the opportunity to serve, to be able to do what we do. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to be able to do it. I, I remember when I first came into the church, I used to hear old folk you say, if I, if I was a doorkeeper up in heaven, I'd be glad. I'd be thinking like, you'd be glad. I ain't going to be no doorkeeper up in heaven. Because I didn't have a revelation that they had. But <laughs> later on down the line, I got the revelation. You hold the door. I'll walk through. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good, that job taken. That's what I used to think. Praise God. But then but but then when I began but then when I, I got I, I began to start getting revelation, I understood what they were talking about. What they were saying was anything that you do in the house of God is a privilege. Everything that you get a chance to do in the house of God is an extreme privilege. Then I can relate to old folk. Praise God. Amen. Anyway, so the twelve wasn't saying like this was some jacked up job they didn't want to do, they just wanted to pass off to somebody it was because of how much they needed to do in order to maximize the church like they wanted to do. Verse three says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Notice, we'll give ourselves to prayer. Now, once again, you got to look at the heart of this in order to be able to understand the revelation behind this. The apostles were looking for some people to promote in the ministry at that point. A people who, would, who, who they could trust enough to be able to put in their hands something that was very valuable to them and very precious in their eyes. Something that was very valuable and that's the taking care of God's people. The ministering to God's people. The helping out to be a blessing to God people. Not just a serving of food and a serving of tables. It's taking care of God's people. So they said, we got to find somebody, some people who we can turn the care of the entire operation over to. What operation? Of the people that we love, the people that we spend time with, the people we take care of ourselves. We want somebody else to take care of this precious, valuable, wonderful thing that we take care of too. So we could turn it over to them, so we could do something else that will have greater effect for the people that we love than what it is that we could do there too. So we ain't talking about something that they just get rid of. We're talking about something that they care about deeply. So therefore, if they're gonna go get somebody to do this, you better believe that they're gonna be very select about who they go get. Hey, hey, man, hey man, hey, hey, hey amen. You, you gotta understand that they're very select about who they're gonna go pick up. They ain't just say, go just give me anybody that's interested. No, no, no. He gave specific instructions to the people to go look for, about the people to go look for. Let's read the instructions again. We're in verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among ye seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. Notice that the first thing listed of the qualifications that they were to look for is that they be of honest report. The first thing listed was that they be of honest report. So being of honor's report was so important to them that they listed it first on a list of powerful qualifications. Being of honor's report is listed before. Somebody say before. Before Before being full of the Holy Ghost. It's listed before being full of wisdom. Before. Think about what I just said. Being of honor's report was listed before Full of the Holy Ghost and before full of wisdom. Think about it. Jesus told the disciples after he gave them, their, when he gave them their assignment, he said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until after that, the Holy Ghost come upon you because you're going to receive power after that. The Holy Ghost come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto him, both in Jerusalem, unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. He wanted them to go out and handle their business, but he said, don't you move until you get the Holy Ghost. Jesus considered the Holy Ghost so important that this important assignment that he gave them to be able to fulfill, he said, don't you even put your hands to do nothing until you get that Holy Ghost. You wait, Terry, that's what the word Terry means. You wait until the Holy Ghost drops up in the air. And until the Holy Ghost drops, you don't go nowhere. I know I gave you an assignment. I told you to get out and go preach this word to all the gospel, uh, gospel to all the, all the people in this world. heard them them do so. In fact, he upbraided them for being slow about doing it. But he said, but wait until after the Holy Ghost come upon you. But although it was important for them to be full of the Holy Ghost, If they aren't of honest report, according to the apostles, if they don't have a good name, which is another thing that the word honest report is talking about, if they don't have a good name, the apostles say, don't even consider them. Hold up. I got the Holy Ghost just like you do, but you got a jacked up name. So therefore, you disqualified. Look at your neighbor and say, you mean I could be disqualified? With Holy Ghost running out my nose and toes? Look at them and say, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although they may have (laughs) been full of the Holy Ghost, if they don't have an honest report, that is if they don't have a good name, the apostles say, don't even consider them. He listed above full of wisdom. Come on now. The book of Proverbs, whole book set aside, which the predominant concept of the book of Proverbs is wisdom. Whereas it's a king teaching a young king how to be a king. He says one of the many things he said, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. But although they may be full of wisdom, the principal thing, the apostle said, it ain't the main thing. Why? Because I can give them a wisdom. But I can't give them a good name. Because they name tear up everything. The apostle said, if they're not men of honest report, don't even report back to us about them. Don't tell me nothing about them. Not when they got a jacked up name. We're not interested. So the apostle said, we don't want them. I want somebody that's full of the Holy Ghost, qualification number one. If they don't have that one, don't even bother to notice whether two and three is there. Number one on the list, it's full of the Holy Ghost. And yeah, that's number one on the list, that you got a good name. That's how important a good name is. It could tear up everything. Come on, can I talk? Can we talk? Nowadays, you with your Facebooks, nowadays, nowadays. You have employers nowadays. That they don't just look at your resume. They look at your Facebook. And if they see you a fool on Facebook, they don't want you up in there. Come on up here. If they see you crazy, they see you got all kind of pictures of yourself on Facebook. That's ungodly and unright. They say, I don't want that problem up in here and they will disqualify you. Excuse me, you disqualify yourself immediately. It's only when you're in the NBA that you can take crotch shots of yourself and then still be playing. Even in politics, folk lost their job over that. And politics is like one of the dirtiest places you could ever exist. You don't believe me? Ask Hillary. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good up in here. You can be wrong as wrong, guilty so much that like a whole wing of a jail is filled with people like you, and you're still running for president. Because politics is a filthy thing. Is anybody ever up here? Some people are like, well, you know, but at least you'll give me something free. At least you're a woman. So, because she sit down and pee, that means it's something to somebody. Don't get mad at me while I teach her. A good name is to be valued more than anything. She was a woman while they was dying in Benghazi. Keep moving, Rodney. Just move on. Praise God. Amen. Let's just let's just move on. Anyway, Hallelujah. the apostle said, we ain't interested. Go over to second Corinthians chapter eight. Oh Lord, see when you start talking to Bible prayers, got to apply applying the Bible to real life. People got a problem with it. As long as it stays spatial. Don't tie it to what I do with my vote. Because you don't expect me to vote the Bible, do you? <laughs> See, there are opportunities and assignments that come to people with a good name. There are opportunities and assignments that come to people with a good name. That's why the Bible said to be to have a good name is more to be valued than silver and gold. Why? Because you can't buy your way into opportunities and, and, and things without a good name. You got to have a good name. David didn't have no money. David, have, Dave, Dave, David didn't have no money. David didn't even have a sword. He had to knock Goliath down and pick him up, pick his up and use it. But he had a good name. First, we in 2 Corinthians chapter eight. Let's look at verse 18. We're talking about how opportunities and assignments come to people with a good name. It reads, and we have sent him, the, we, we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Notice this guy's praise that he sent in the gospel was known amongst all the churches. That word praise right there is the word laudation. Laudation. The word laudation means commendation or speaking well of. Commendation or speaking well of. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Well, see, see, see you want to be a person who is commended and spoken well of by people. He, this person was through all the churches. Keep reading. And not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Or another way of phrasing, he was chosen. Not only was he spoken well of by the churches, but all the churches chose him to be the one that is sent amongst the people. We want him. We want him. Hallelujah. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, it's good to be loved by a God who made such a wonderful promise like the one that He made in Joel chapter 2 to me and you, that He will restore everything that the devil has stolen from me and you. It's something He'll do for us because He loves us and has already said yea and amen to doing it for us. He loves us enough to recover and restore everything that's been lost by us and stolen from us. Let's let him do what it is that he wants to do for us. Let's let him bring recovery and restoration to us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Prison Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located once again at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, no problem, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and the internet are great benefits to all who listen and or watch. But there's nothing, I mean nothing, like being in the house of God. I said nothing. It's the difference between being live and memorex. In other words, there's no comparison. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you're physically able to be in church this Sunday, be in church on Sunday. So leave your couch at the coffee table tabernacle in your house behind and be in your father's house on this Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.